Some may find the following disturbing. Discretion is advised. At the end of the 2020 season, we had a decision to make. Matt's one loss record was was well above 500, and we have been to the playoffs two out of three seasons, but with zero playoff wins. We felt that Ryan and Matt had earned the opportunity to improve upon the results of 2019 and 2020, that continuity was the best route to positive results. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. Over four seasons, we beat the teams we were expected to beat. Too often though, we didn't beat the better teams. And you have to do that to excel in this league. Our search for a general manager and a head coach begins today. It will be thorough, diligent, and exhaustive. It will result in the best possible selections to lead the Bears to success. Welcome, everyone, to this very special episode uh, that we are calling the Hallis Hall Purge. And with me are Aaron Current, Danny Shimon, Ryan Badgley. We might get some more people in. And we're here to just wrap and talk about our feelings about that press conference today. Some people are saying it was good. Most people are saying what a disaster it was. I want to hear <laughs> what these three guys have to say and then also get their thoughts on what could lie ahead and also some of the other news that has happened since that press conference. We've gotten word that the Bears have already uh, asked to interview certain people, so we'll cover all of that. We'll hear some of the press conference uh, material and react to that. So that's the plan for today's show, Hallis Hall Purge. Let me welcome in Ryan Badgley first. Ryan, how are you, my man? I'm doing great, Eldo. Uh, you know, uh, what a what a roller coaster of emotions for crying out loud. <laughs> you know, today was you you hit the high of this morning. I tweeted out everybody can have their own club dub celebration now that Pace and Nagy are gone. And hell, I had people sending me videos of them dancing in their living rooms and stuff. <laughs> to you turn a few hours later and you're like. You know, last season it ended poorly. It couldn't possibly get any worse. And George, he just he grabbed a bush light and he just said, "Hold my beer," <laughs> and he made it that much worse. He certainly did. He certainly did. Speaking of drinking beer, there's Aaron Curran taking a sip of his beverage of choice. Uh, by the way, Aaron, first of all, you know I gotta say, I, I, I when you first came in just prior to the start of the show, I was saying, man, this guy looks really, really handsome today. And I'm, I just realized what it is. That freaking hat, dude. That rock, man. <laughs> dude, I, I saw this hat on, um, you know, most of my ads that are that are on my Facebook and stuff are. Our, our Bears gear or Kentucky gear because clearly that's all I buy or wear so they know what to sell me and I saw this and I was like man that looks really good I don't have anything that's like black and white I'm not a White Sox fan but I like their color scheme mm -hmm. and uh so I bought it man and 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 I love the way it looks and yeah I'm rocking Aurelio's today too if anybody's oh, a, look at this guy anybody's a, a pizza <laughs> fan I, that's yeah, that's our, our pizza place of choice when we go to Chicago. Uh, the one in Homewood is our favorite, but uh, 
good stuff, man. Excellent yeah. pizza. Well, thanks for being here. Let me also welcome in this handsome gentleman, Danny Shimon. How are you, brother? What's up? Uh, what's up, guys? Uh, the, the one thing I wanted to know right away is is this badge, the uh, the videos. Were the people dancing nude or are they fully clothed or what? Oh, dude, I, I mean, I wouldn't have been opposed, but, you know, uh, no, everybody was fully clothed. Now I'm probably going to get a boatload of, you know, oh, God, that's probably bad. I, oh, and horribly. I just closed off. Let me close my DMs real quick. <laughs> but the the dramatic purge music that Aldo have playing under underneath that bed, you know, as uh, oh as yeah, were just talking there, just 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 sets you into that that mood there that that kind of you know. And to, after after watching that that press conference, I, I I just felt like I don't know about you guys, but I just felt like George McCaskey should never do any more press conferences because he, all he does is make you feel bad. Doesn't make you feel better about the organization. So. Uh, that, that's the one thing that's one thing although I know you and I we've talked about over and over again is they need a head of football operations someone that the buck ends and stops with that person because that person can then take these questions and can answer some of these questions with George kind of sitting next to him not having to deal with all this stuff so but yeah it's just like it's like you know you guys hit it on the head there you know you felt the um you know that that kind of like the, the the clean sweep there you know they got rid of Nagy and, and Pace and now it's you're looking forward to the future you're thinking all of the possibilities and then here comes George. So yeah, we yeah, we tweaked it a little bit here. You know, Ted Phillips is gonna concentrate on that on that stadium, but yet, you know, I'm gonna hire a football operations guy that's gonna report to me, but I, I have no idea about football. I'm just a fan. So if that GM you hire now, if he if he blows, uh, you know, as long as he's nice to George, I guess, and, and he like George likes him, he's gonna keep him around. So you know, who's who's there to hold him accountable? And this is why Aldo and I'm, I'm sure you guys have all kind of, you know, have kind of laid out here today is like they need a head of football operations, someone that would hold the GM and the coach accountable. And unfortunately, right now, it's George McCaskey, and I just don't feel good about that. Yeah, you're going to have the GM report to George McCaskey, and he said that he's never had that before. So he's going to have to learn from his GM. So. I've been involved in a lot of <laughs> boss worker relationships. I effing loved it when I got a boss who was always asking me, hey, what should I do about this? What should I do? I had that boss wrapped around my finger, man. I was yeah, getting right. raises. I was going on trips. I was giving out bonuses to my favorite employees. I was oh, getting yeah. over in a big way. You think that's not going to happen again to this guy? <laughs> Come on, man. The only way that could oh. save the Bears is if they somehow get lucky and they hire an actor football guy and then that guy is actually a legit football you know a uh, guy who knows what he's doing right so that's right. why i've said before even before today's press conference i want someone who's done this before i want someone who's who's been in the league a long time you know preferably who's been a gm before that's why my, my top three candidates are, are guys actually that they have been gms before in, in different places so and that's because i want someone not learning on, on the job here right like like ryan pace that just you know fresh out of a, a you know a scouting department from the saints comes in he's learning on a job and and, and to, not to his fault because if, if he has any questions if ryan pace or whoever the new guy is, is being hired here is a, is a guy who's never done it before if he has any questions who's he gonna turn to george yeah. mm-hmm. you know who, who's in the who's in that building there that's gonna help that that you know fresh first year gm and some of his questions so that's the thing it's like unless he's got context throughout the league that he could go ahead and, and, and kind of reference it. But again, these are people outside the building. There's no one inside the building that knows the players, the situation, all that stuff. So that's why you need someone right now. In my opinion, they need to go make a, a hire that's someone that has had 
previous GM, you know, experience in, in other, with other, other organizations, in my opinion. I'm going to say this now you have 102 years of football history. (laughs) I mean, yeah, only 99 of it's still alive. And for Christ's sake, you're George, you're saying you're a fan. Well, use some of your fandom to, to help you here. I mean, cause that's, that's what we're doing here. You know, I mean, yes, Danny fucking can analyze anything on a football field without a shadow of a doubt. But we're fans of this team, fans of this organization. So put, I don't give a shit whether you're, you know, you've been in this organization your whole life. You've had to have picked up something to be competent enough to be able to make good decisions when it comes to this franchise. And then on top of that, you're saying, well, you know, I report to the board and they, the board is made up of other family <laughs> members family. and some it's select your mom. people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, give me a fucking break here. There's it's there's zero accountability, zero accountability None. for None. for anything that transpires within this organization. Had they done the right thing and said, we're hiring Bill Polian as our, well, he, Bill Polian is probably not the guy, but we're hiring him as our president of football operations. He will, with help, find a GM, find fucking a fine. There's somebody there. I'm all for it. But you, you look at this and and these guys were even asked this question, you know, what is different there? There, what are you doing? That's different. Oh, so they're just going to report to you directly, George. That's the change. Mm -hmm. Big fucking deal. Right. Exactly. That, that was, uh, that was probably my biggest takeaway on it of it was like, no one's holding anybody accountable. They're not going to change anything. And, and I was watching the press conference live um, and shout out to those reporters though, man, because they were actually coming at him with hard, like some of the questions were actually trying to get something out of him. And even when he tried to dodge questions, they would kind of word it a different way, you know, and, and cause I know there was one where they said, if the GM head coach candidate is not on board with Justin Fields, are they, are they out? Mm -hmm. And George said, well, we don't speak on hypotheticals. And he goes, well, I mean, it's not a hypothetical. Like, is that, (laughs) is that candidate out if they're not with it? And he's like, well, you started it with if, so it's a hypothetical. And then I, I can't remember how they worded it, but Aaron, it was like. I, I, I got it for you, Aaron. Check this out. No. Given the, perfect, the investment in him, giving up the first round pick this year and, and whatnot, if a candidate says that he doesn't like him, doesn't want to keep him, wants to move on, would that automatically discount them or disqualify them from the position of GM or coach? Uh, well, I think I've said before, I don't entertain hypotheticals. Uh, we're interested in hearing what the candidates have to say about the development of the entire football organization, um, and especially the quarterback position. We want to know uh, what their plan is to develop that position for us. David Hall? Well, just to follow up on that, because I think that's a critical question. I think what, what we're asking is, it's not a hypothetical. If the candidate, you're a fan and you say that you like what you see in Justin Fields, but if somebody who is a football person that you're interviewing, their head coach candidate or a GM has reservations about his potential, 
does that potentially disqualify that person from getting a job with you? Well, I don't want to get into a semantics uh, debate with you, but your the first word of your question was if. Um, that to me presents a hypothetical, and we don't know uh, what the candidates have had to say because we haven't interviewed any of them yet. We want to know what their plan is for that position for the Bears. Is thinking Justin Fields can be a franchise quarterback a prerequisite for either the general manager or the head coach of the Bears? We want to know what their plan is for the quarterback position for the Bears. You, that, you know how I would answer that question? You know how I was, I was going to And I'm not a, I'm not a millionaire. I'm not George McCaskey. I'm not someone that sits out there and, and on a, you know, as a leader of the organization, I've been like, you know what? Justin Fields is, is a big part of our future. He's a guy that I think has a chance to be a, a potential, you know, franchise quarterback. However, we don't want to eliminate any candidates. So if a candidate comes in right. and we want to listen to their point of view and what their thoughts are on Justin in the quarterback position, and then we'll, we'll make a decision based off of that. That's what we got to do. You don't have to go through if and it's hypothetical. I don't get it's hypothetical. Dude, answer the question honestly. It's right. nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. That's something that, although you and I would discuss before, my reasoning for one of my reasonings for maybe keeping Ryan Pace around is you want someone that, that believes in Justin Fields and builds a team around Justin Fields. And now you're going to bring in someone possibly who has no interest in, in, in dealing with Justin Fields, maybe has a low grade on him coming out of, the, out of Ohio State last year. So, you know, that could be a possibility. But to just totally avoid it and not answer it and kind of dance around the question, it just makes you look silly. That, you know, uh, uh, Bruce Ali Walter Jordan says that what McCaskey exhibited today was kind of this pampered entitlement sense, you know, I freaking own the team, you know, so yeah. I, I can be a fan and I can, I can make the decisions and the GM will report to me and so forth. Here's, here's why, I mean, I don't want to get into a whole diatribe as to why that pisses me off. I'll do that on the Dan and Aldo show. Where you <laughs> but I will say this, that George Hallis was a great man because he built this team with nickels in his pocket because mm -hmm. he was a player a coach, an owner, in some cases at the same time. And he yeah. interrupted that so that he could go fight for our country. Now, the people that lead the Chicago Bears organization are all people that inherited this team, never had to work like you, Badge, you, Aaron, you, Danny, me, like all of us have worked all of our lives. They have not gone through the trials and tribulations of having built something. Mm -hmm. Everything has been handed to them. And that mm -hmm. was so much on display today that it made yep. me sick. And it, it made me yeah. to root for this team. It reminds me of what Dan Weeder said just a few short days ago. We, we, we talked about it on, on our show Sunday morning. He pointed out that, the front office does not have a pulse on how the fan base feels. They, they don't believe what we're saying at all. And I mean, mm. we've sat here all season long, just continuously annihilating th this organization. It's got nothing to do with the players. It's fully clearly after today on the front office. And if this doesn't, I mean, I fully expect to have another four years very similar. 
Mm. I really do. I hate to say it, but I really do. And then what? After that, it's just going to continue on and on and on until a major change takes place. And I've never been one of those people to say sell the team, and I'm to the point where sell the fucking team. Well, that's the major change, Badger, because who are you going to, you know, someone in the chat said to uh, unseat George, who are you going to replace him with? Another McCaskey. So that's the yeah, thing. It's like right. you need to sell the team, and they're not going to sell the team. Dude, yeah. every week one of the NFL season, you know, every owner receives $300 million or something like that from the TV deal. All right. Yeah. Week one, every season, they got $300 million. Doesn't include concessions, ticket sales, anything else. Right. Right away. Right. So these guys are making it's a four was a four billion dollar franchise. They're making money. You know, they're, they're, oh, they yeah. say they want to go out there and be competitive and, and win and all that stuff. But I'm sorry. It's it's unless there is a football hierarchy put in there that that's actually something that that looks like a professional run organization. It's going to be this mom and pop show and badge, like I said, it rinse and repeat. Every four years from now, we'll be celebrating the firing of Joe Schmo and the, yep. and the firing of this coach. And now we're off to the you know next you know batch of, of interviews and hires and draft picks and all that other stuff. So, why well, wasn't Bill Polian at that press conference, Aaron? Why wasn't uh, he, why wasn't he there to answer questions and tell us what he is looking for in a GM and coaching candidate? He would have been much more credible than touting out there uh, George McCaskey, who knows nothing about football. Why? Because he's a fan. He's a fan. Yeah. Because because just like Ernie Accorsi when he did this for us when he when they brought him in to consult, he has no skin in this game. He's he comes in, he makes his decision they go with that and if it doesn't work out it doesn't it doesn't make a difference to him one way or the other i heard greg's greg braggs call into the waddle and sylvie show earlier and he said that exact same thing you know they don't have they talk about building this house but they don't have the foundation right like it, it it's like changing changing the shingles out on your roof when when your foundation's got cracks in it it just doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. and uh, if you didn't get an opportunity to watch the double A team with Stephen Nagishi and Ken Fang, they had on, uh, which was just on prior to the show, they had on Michelle Steele of ESPN. She covers the Chicago area and does sometimes, uh, she's anchors sometimes uh, Sports Center. And Michelle had a really interesting point about Tanisha Wade, who is this woman who was recently promoted to. Vice President of Diversity Inclusion. What experience does she have in that? Because she was in the entertainment marketing part of that. What is her going to be her role in trying to find a candidate that offers a diverse point of view? And diversity doesn't always mean skin color, you know, that you have right. to bring in a, an African. It, it, it represents difference of thinking and so forth. So wouldn't it have been nice to bring her out to the press conference, have her have, answer a few questions, make us feel better about the fact that she's on the team? Or... Was this just a token hire and they're just trying to make it look like they're, you know, uh, have this diverse search team when yep. it's really three old white men? Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and especially with the Soup Campbell thing, you know, I, I, I'm sure he has a pulse on the locker room, but to the impact that these guys are, are trying to push that, that I, I, I mean, okay, maybe. I don't know. And, and the other thing was about, about Bill Polian. He's the big headliner here. He's the, he's the Hall of Famer, the executive. Yep. And, again, Bill Bill Polian 
you know, Hall of Famer, hats off to him. But Bill Pullian has been out of the game for 10 years. Last time I saw Bill Pullian on TV, he was he was trying to tell us Lamar Jackson to switch positions to be a receiver instead of a quarterback. You know, but Lamar Jackson has gone ahead and play and won an MVP as a quarterback in, in this league. So my thing is, is, is Bill Pullian still in tune with today's NFL? You know, I'm sure he has contacts, and, and I, I know he knows people and all that stuff, but – you know, sort of Ernie Corsi. Ernie Corsi built the Giants, you know, uh, dynasty in, in, in the uh, 80s and 90s with, with Bill Parcells. He knew people and he led you to Ryan Pace. Yep. Right. So, what, what's to say that uh, Bill Polian is not going to lead us to some other, other GM? You're going to go ahead and hire him. He's going to take his whatever his cut is, 400000 whatever he, he gets paid for consulting, walk away. And next thing you know, uh, we're, we're stuck here, like I said, four years later, we're, we're rinse repeat again, and we're going to bring in another ex- retired executive, 80 something, 90 year old guy to, to help us find another GM. Well, hey, guys, uh, excuse me for interrupting, Aaron, because I'm thinking to myself, this show is off to a fantastic start, a fantastic start. And so I just started to think to myself, how can I make it just a little bit better? How can I make it a little bit better? And so what I did is I called Neil Stopchinsky, <laughs> and he's joined us right now. Neil, how are you, brother? I'm awesome, dude. Look I'm, awesome. Awesome. I'm awesome. <laughs> What's up, Neil? is the hey. co-host of Draft on Tap with Danny Shimon, and we are so happy that he's here. <laughs> How are you, man? Cheers to you guys. I got a, uh, I got a Elijah Craig uh, straight rye that I'm nice. switching back and forth with between a uh, Jimmy Russell single barrel. So we're doing it right tonight. Yes. We're doing it right. Nice. No wonder you're feeling good about today because you're drinking. Yeah, I got to work that, in the morning. I mean, that's, I'm that's feeling good. You have to there, do. there you go. There you go. Get that straight bourbon. There you go. Yeah, nice. Cheers, go, guys. Cheers. Me. Cheers. All right, uh, Aaron, you had a point to make. Why don't you go ahead and make it, and then we'll uh, uh, give the floor to Neil and, and so he can share his thoughts. I honestly forgot it, everything I was about to say. <laughs> so you right in. Booth, and yeah, your memory just went. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, Neil, tell us uh, your overall impressions on the press conference today. As you can probably tell from the 30, 60 seconds you were backstage, we're not at all happy with what transpired. What are your, your sentiments? You know, the thing about it is, guys, is that uh, <laughs> I think we've seen nothing but nonsense coming out of George McCaskey's mouth. For the past, you know, year and a half, trying to justify every reason to even remotely keep this whole thing together, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest with you guys, like I'm, I'm kind of pissed that he just went ahead and ran the bus over Owen Cruz twice today. He ran over him once, put that bitch in reverse, and just like went and backed over him again. That that that's messed <laughs> up, dude. Uh, yeah. And you know, you know, o- Owen was on a cap show. Uh, it was uh, what was it uh, Saturday night, Sunday night, whenever that was, talking about the story, saying, "Listen, dude, yes. I'm, I'm not going to say the story if it's false. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what, what am I doing? You know, how is that? How is how does that lend me to be a credible human being if I just tell a complete bullshit story about the the, the legacy, you know, owner of the Chicago Bears, the the chairman, you know, family of the Chicago Bears? Like, how does that make me look good?" Well, Olin was so, actually on the score to this afternoon. He actually called. Oh, he was Harry, he, Yeah, he he called Harry Heastan and said, mm-hmm. "Harry, is that the way you remember?" So Harry confirmed it. He called Ryan Pace, the ex GM, and he said, and "Pace confirmed it." And Pace confirmed it. Right. You know? So, so let me like, uh, for our audience who may not have seen the press conference, this was a, a moment about forty minutes into the press conference when George McCaskey was asked about that allegation that Olin uh, made. So, I think this is the question and. Uh, the response here. George, Olin Krutz, um 
told a story the other day about how the Bears offered him essentially a somewhat of a consulting role with the offensive line um, for $15 an hour. Were you aware of that offer when it happened? And what was your reaction whenever you were aware of it? I've learned over the years to take just about anything that Owen says with a grain of salt. And I look forward to hearing that story again. And hope he includes it in his Hall of Fame induction speech. So you're saying that it's not true? Uh, that's the way it is sometimes with Olin. Don't get the whole story. And Olin knows what the story is. That Such is a dick move. Really big time. Should have just said no comment. That's yeah. it. Because the, 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 the five seconds after the question, that 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 silence was deafening. Because that's honestly, that's why you tweeted that. <laughs> because honestly, this probably did not ever get to get to George's desk. This is something handled probably at Ryan Pace's desk, right? It's football operations. You know, this is something that this contract offer was made to Olin that uh, you know, and never got to the point where McCaskey would have been involved in it. So you just say, you know what? That's something that stopped at Ryan Pace's desk. I never really got involved in it. You know, I'd, I'd love to talk to Olin and get his side of the story and, and have a one-on-one talk or whatever. Instead of just alienating the guy. Um, and, you know, w- w- someone that, that's really, you know, still to this day, very popular amongst amongst your, your fan base. Um, someone that, that does a, has done a great job transitioning over to the TV slash radio side and been a, has been a you know tremendous analyst. A guy that really still cares for your organization, even after you guys let him go to the Saints for that year or whatever, year and a half. Um, he still cares for the organization, and he's a guy that, that definitely would probably welcome uh, an opportunity to work with this organization again. But you know what? He just didn't think about that. Just kind of like you said earlier, although he lives that pampered life, doesn't understand how, how it is to for these, these guys that grind and, and blood and, and sweat for this organization. He doesn't understand that. He says he cares, but I, I don't think he gets it. Before we continue, I want to bring in one other person to really make this the piece de resistance. No, His name is RKB. What's y'all? You know what? Every once in a while, I get a DM from one of our viewers, one of our listeners. He says, man, I really miss it when, when you guys would have all the guys on and it's like a real barroom atmosphere. You guys yeah. talking shit and so forth. And I go... What, what when they fire Nagy and Pace, we're gonna throw a party. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the party. Oh yeah, big time. Uh RKV, what's up, man? What's going on, man? You know what I'm saying? We 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 over here, you know, dealing with the baby. Had had to make sure everything was good, thought everything was good, came downstairs, she went back upstairs, and started crying. So hey man. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a wonderful day. Uh a little confusing at times, you know, seeing that press conference kind of got me. Yeah, I'm real. I'm real fuzzy. It's a lot of it's a lot of yes and no with me right now. But mm-hmm. I mean, what we wanted to happen happened. Uh, you know, what I'm saying say for Ted Phillips, but I, I I still really don't believe he's gonna be too much into the coach hiring process. But mm-hmm. it's, I, I I feel like this is gonna be interesting, fellas. It was, it was a, a couple names that got cut that I wasn't I wasn't thinking was gonna get fired. 
Yeah, so, there was a lot of upheaval in the National Football League uh, today. We'll talk about that in a little while. Brian but Ryan, I want to ask you what your thoughts are yeah. on the fact that Bill Polian is sort of leading this search committee. He's going to be uh, doing these interviews, and basically he's going to recommend to George McCaskey, who the next general manager and coach is going to be. Your thoughts on that? Uh have we been have we been here before? Had, had, had this happened before? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just uh, we, I saw him talking. I heard him, and then I had to really rewind it and listen to what he said. I said, "This is Ernie Acorsi all over again." You got him to come in to hire the GM. Then he decided to get John Fox, and then y'all hired Ryan Pace. I, mm-hmm. I'm. It sounds like the same shit. Yep. And then he says, oh, we find a head coach that we absolutely can't pass up. We'll hire the head coach first. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing you did. That's mm-hmm. that's the, it's, it's a revolving, it's an endless waltz of bullshit. That's what it yeah. is. It's an endless yeah. waltz. You're going to continue to dance in the same fucking circle, and you get the same results. It's, it's crazy. Hit Tennessee two-step on them, KB. Right. <laughs> it's, it's wild to me, man. I I was I was I was kind of in disbelief. That's when I said my my yes and no hit on this. I I'm in I was in, I was in disbelief. I couldn't believe he said it. You know that's not something you expect somebody to come out and say. Oh yeah, we're just gonna get this guy. He's gonna come in. He's gonna pick us. But you know if we get a head coach first, fuck it. What? And then the GM is going to be on top of the head coach. The, right. the, yeah. the head coach first. Yeah. We're going to bring in a GM who's actually then going to can, can fire the head coach if he wants to. That makes no sense. Right. Yep. Hey, Danny, it wasn't that your quote, the, uh, the, the rinse and repeat yeah. thing? Yeah. What's that? Yeah, right. yeah, Is that what you said? You, you put it on Twitter? Wash, the, rinse, the repeat. Top rinse and repeat yeah. deal? Yeah. Yeah, wash, rinse, repeat. Exactly. Now, the only thing is, when he first said that, my thought was, all right, maybe, maybe. Jim Harbaugh, maybe to lure, to lure him. Right. Harbaugh says, "I need my own GM." Okay, that I can see. But then, if you're going to give the GM the way he the way he laid out the the hierarchy here, if the GM is going to be on top of the coach, but yet the coach is the guy who helps you hire the GM, does that make sense for the GM to be able to fire the coach? Then you see what I'm saying? That makes total yeah. sense. Now, if if it came out to where. You brought in, uh, say, like a Harbaugh. He picks his 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 GM. Now both those guys separately report back up to George McCaskey. Like how Aldo had, had kind of laid out this 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 you know this hierarchy here. Uh, that would make sense. But now you're gonna have hire a coach who then's gonna help to hire the GM. But that GM's gonna be able to fire him. Uh, that, that doesn't I don't know. That doesn't just doesn't jive for me. And they and they report to the fan, like hire me, bro. <laughs> if, you, if you're making this choice, I'm a fan. Right. I just don't have. I wasn't born with a, a billion dollar company. Oh, nah. bro, the, the the absolute wildest shit he said to me during the whole fucking depressor. Oh, I wasn't. I wasn't comfortable talking them football stuff with with Matt Nagy on the decision of whether or not to start <laughs> Justin Fields. And then he goes on to say, "Oh, I love talking football with these guys." Yeah. What? Just- <laughs> I, I would have I would have said if Matt if I was the owner of Matt Nagy asked me that question I would have said listen just run the ball. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. look at I'm gonna like, like I'm not gonna come here. The fire department. I got clearance from the fire department to allow oh, more people in. Brother Gaines. Gaines, what's up, brother? What's up, fam? What's up, badge? All my brothers How you doing, here. Brother? Gaines looking kind of fuzzy upstairs, huh? 
Huh? Just a little you bit. Look, you look know? kind of fuzzy up here. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. What a time! What a time show. How you? How y'all doing, man? Y'all, y'all, y'all happy about the new era, the new day? Oh, man. Man. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I, I I like to quote Clark W. Griswold. We're at the thresholds of hell, Ellen. How can it get any worse? <laughs> oh man, I love it. I love you got to pull that Look clip around you, out. Man. That's a drop right there. <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, uh, did you listen to any of the press conference? Uh, so what are your thoughts? And But if you didn't, just what is your sense overall about what you're hearing and the direction that McCaskey has laid out based on what you know? Um, I, I did. I missed, I think I missed like maybe the first 10, 15 minutes. Um, I did hear it. Um, I know it got weird when he started talking about Olin Krutz. That's not, that wasn't good. Oh yeah. That, that whole part was horrible. Like you shouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, it, a, a, a couple things because him and Ted were going back and forth and, um, it was more about the fact that he put it on him that he's going to make the decision. And I'm like, okay, cool. We know who's going to hire the guy, but he believes in Poland, like without regard. So, okay, cool. He's confident in Bill Poland. That's a relationship. But then Ted Phillips said something really cool. He said the GM should be able to hold the head coach accountable for their scheme. And I said, well, that's actually a damn good point. And so um, I I felt like it it looks like they're tired. It looks like they're tired of being um, a laughing stock because he was was forced to answer questions that, like, we've been been begging y'all for this information forever. And you all yeah. been covering it up by, by all this stuff, and so um, I, I'm excited. I'm 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 excited. I'm personally excited. I, he didn't do himself any favors, Mr. McCaskey, <laughs> because right. he's gonna hire this guy. It's kind of like I told Aldo and John. I'm hope I'm hoping we get lucky and get the right coach, guys. I mean, <laughs> when, it, when they had the press conference, happened. when they had the press conference, I hated it. I hated everything about it. I thought it was terrible, absolutely god awful. George McCaskey calls himself a fan, but but not a fan better than a fan. I don't know what the hell it is. I've met George right. McCaskey. He's a good dude. Good guy. But, good guy, McCaskey. But some of the names that have been leaking, I'm not going to lie. I kind of like some of the names that have been leaking out that they're going to bring in for interviews. I just hope they do a, they do their due diligence and ask the right questions. And, and I mean, you got to get it right, man. It, you, you he can't. said what the, he said the guy the making the final decision that's not a football guy. Right? I mean, I mean was, we just we just said it. Yeah, Bill Polian's there, but it's George that's gonna make the final decision with input. I mean, it's it's like riding a bicycle. You guarantee you haven't ridden one mm-hmm. in ten years. You're gonna get on, and the motion's gonna happen. That's they just keep doing it. They. They get one good season where somebody knocked them off the bike, and it's the best thing that can happen is they get knocked off the bike. You know what? Then they're like, oh, man, I miss riding the bike, and they get back on it a year later, and it's just right downhill. The problem all along was the scheme. It was Matt Nagy's scheme. His offense was garbage. We all knew it it from the (laughs) get-go, even in that 2018 season. We knew we were talking about it. Yeah, right from historic the defense. <laughs> yeah, you know, four and, years and, and of it, complete and, offensive ineptitude. Yep. Yeah, and it rang true right until the end. It, it, you know, hey, we're up fourteen to three at the half. You know, it, it, all right, here we go. And then look instantaneously, 
the the tide changes and it happened it, i just don't think it impacted us as much because i think we were immune to it fourth and one better throw the damn ball and keep montgomery yeah. over there on the sideline i was i was beside myself on sunday that, that was nice so some of these saw. plays that were called on sunday i swear to god just you know fourth and one goal to go we're I mean, he, he he was more acute on Sunday than he has been in the past like two years. Hey, he you told know, you he didn't plays. come here on I formation. He told you in 2018. Oh <laughs> well, no, I, I, I get that, but at the same time, it's like <laughs> but it he didn't come here to he didn't come here to win games neither, Danny. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was it was fun though. We got to run some plays, different plays. It was fun though. <laughs> oh yeah, that? It, it, Santa was, it was a great time. I was about to throw was, a, a Santa Slay. What was the other other? crazy names oh. he had for us yeah but yeah i mean that's the thing it's like and and, and this is the reason why i was i was talking to, to the guys yesterday i'm like you know what? like i'm not like i, I was kind of kind of going to bat a little bit for ryan pace because guys if you look at it there's some talent on his roster ryan pace has brought some talent on his roster and if you look at these i i got four games off the top of my head yesterday's minnesota game the ravens game the 49ers game Pittsburgh Steelers games. That's four wins right there. This team could easily have been 10 and seven and going to the playoffs. So I think there was talent there, but I think the coaching staff failed Ryan Pace mm -hmm. with the, the game plans, the, the, the just the confusion on offense, the breakdowns in the defensive secondary. It's just how many times are we going to, we're going to keep going over and over again. It's funny. Actually, George did bring up that the first game of the season, he had a defensive yeah. player, not touchdown a, a receiver. Uh -huh. And the no. last game of the season, he had a defensive player not touch on a receiver. So that goes to the to the coaching staff. So I think there was talent on this roster. I still think there's talent on this roster. And if you bring in a good uh, – um, if you get lucky, you bring in a good GM, you bring in a good a coach with a good coaching staff, you kind of you know bring in some more talent in terms of the draft and some some veteran free agents, some key veteran free agents. You can turn this thing around, guys. You can you can come back around. The division could be wide open next year, right? We don't know what Aaron Rodgers is doing with Green Bay. He could be gone. The Packers are going to be, you know, a 500 team, if that, with with uh, with uh, Jordan Love at quarterback. And you got the Lions still building, and you got Minnesota going through their own regime change. So this is a, a, a team that could, with the right key moves here, right key hires, could flip it around and could be either contending for a division next year and could very well could be contending for the playoff spot. So it's, it's a very key, very um, – uh, a, a timely hire here for the Bears. If they do it right, they, they, if they get lucky, they, they could, you know, catapult us into a, into a couple more, you know, Danny, good George here. doesn't live in hypotheticals. <laughs> the, the, thing is, the thing is, if Bill Polian gives them a, a good candidate and they hire the right candidate in terms of the the, the the GM, and then and then he goes and hires the right coach, I think this could has a chance. This this team has yeah. a chance to go ahead and be competitive for years to come. In terms of personnel, it's wonder, not going to take it, too much. Yeah. No. What what do you guys target, right? So, you know, you look at the roster, right? And you know James Daniels, he he's he's going to be due some money. Roquan is going to be due to be paid. W what are your top priorities? Mo Monty. Now Roquan's number 1. Roquan's the top priority to me. Yep. Cuz Monty, me, me I love Montgomery, but you can replace running backs in the draft. And For me right now, going to next season, it's got to be offense and defensive line. You, you got you got to solidify the offense and defensive line, and then you work mm -hmm. from there. You at least have one more year for with Roquan in terms yeah. of his, his contract. You can always kind of work, work that in, in the future. Definitely, Roquan's got to be signed. That's a priority. But offensive, defensive line, receiver, cornerback, top three, top three, four positions of need right now oh. on this team. I got, I got, I got three names right, right off. Offensive line group. The offensive line yeah, group like, to me is garbage. I would say I got three names right at the top at all three positions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm 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 looking at Connor Williams, who's going to become a free agent from the from the Dallas Cowboys. 
You got DJ Chark from the from the Jacksonville Jaguars is going to be a, a free agent. Dante Jackson from the Panthers not going to be back with that team next year. I, those three names right off the top that I'm thinking of, man. You know what I'm saying? They, yeah. I, I don't feel like you break the bank on any of them. But, okay. you know what I'm saying? Those, those are three names I look at. I like DJ Chark a lot. Uh, I, I liked him in, um, coming through the draft process, the speed that he that he displayed. And he just ain't never had a quarterback or a or a offensive mind at all. I mean, hey man. he ain't had nothing that. in Jacksonville. He comes from that golden tree, you know what I'm saying? LSU wide receivers, man. Uh, <laughs> you know they're they, taking over the league. They, apparently, they call themselves DBU, but I, I get that's, apparently that's no, wide, wide receiver, receiver you right yeah. now. It's wide receiver you. You know that the uh, whoever just put it up, like stop defending Ryan Pace with a talent. Every team has a talent on the rock. Yeah, every every team has NFL guys. Well, let's not get that twisted. But at the same time, every team doesn't always have it together either, right? right? Like, right. you know, well, the, the Bears right guys, now is, is yeah. a little bit more of a land of misfit toys than it is the New England Patriots. Facts. Okay. Like, let, 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 let's not, let's not, we're, we're not defending Ryan Pace. We we are defending some of his day three decisions. We mm-hmm. are absolutely hammering him on day one and day two. Yep. And we do realize that we need better at the top because I'm going to go ahead and be honest with you guys. I know all the guys that are boots on the ground in that organization. And they do a phenomenal job of evaluating talent. All right. The problem is, is are the decisions that are made on, at, at the top level when when it really matters. That is where the problem is. If, if I'm you glad just we went got ahead, our draft guys in here because I would love to ask y'all about some of my Kentucky Wildcats. I mean, I'm just saying. I, I know, I know, we're talking Bears tonight, but I mean, you know, Darian Kennard. You, you talk about an offensive lineman. This man's been a, a three year starter, a right tackle, All American. I mean, <clears> you <throat> don't get much better than Big Darian Kennard out there. And then Wandell, you throw him in the slot. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll go all Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're going to save that for, we're gonna save for a draft on tap because we're going to have you on draft on tap as a guest. We're, we're going to break down your Kentucky boys for you. Hey, what? Uh, what's <laughs> sleep, you, you might be a little bit right? upset, AC. You might be a little bit upset, but that's okay. I was upset Ooh. with you last year with Boss Man Fat. <laughs> I know you were. <laughs> Boss Man Fat is holding his own in Dallas. I mean, he's not Trayvon that's Diggs, right. but they don't need him to be Trayvon Diggs. See, I, I like Kelvin Joseph. I like Kellen Jones. There's some off the field stuff that kind of uh, definitely off the field stuff. I'm just, no. yeah. I, I was in his DMs and he was like, I was trying to get him on the show and he was like, well, can we promote my rap album? And I was like, we'll yeah. do whatever you want if the Bears pick you. But uh, Bears didn't pick him. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, just just kind of looking at, at this team, like, you know, that, that, that question in terms of talent. I mean, we just named some guys, Roquan, you know, uh, Khalil Mack. Robert Quinn, you know, Donald Mooney, um, Jalen Johnson, you know, uh, some of the, all these guys, all these guys were brought to this team by Ryan Pace. So I'm just saying like, yep. he did bring talent to this team. It's not like, it's not like Phil Emery. Phil Emery left Ryan Pace oh, a, shit, a shit roster. I talked about just, that just on crap, Sunday. <laughs> right. And this, you know, this is a roster that that's got talent on it. It just needs the right coaching staff to be able to take these guys and and just kind of get them to the next level. Darnell Mooney and and Justin Fields already working today or tomorrow are going to be going on floor to work work out together. That's awesome. That's leadership. David Montgomery, another guy that that that, that Ryan Price brought in, another guy's going to be a leader on offense. Cole Komet is getting better in his second year. We saw that little bit of improvement here. Now, if he continues to jump, make the next jump there, 
We got, you know, we got a, a guy there too. Well. We got, we got a, a right side of the offensive line, in my opinion, and Tevin Jenkins and, and, and Larry Borum, whether it's tackle or guard or flip them or however you want to do it. I think that's a solid foundation there on, on the right side. Now you're talking about center. I think James Daniels is a center in his league. If you resign him, put him at center, Cody Whitehair, left guard. Now you got to go get your left tackle, whether it's in the draft or a veteran free agent. And then you got a, you got a formation of a solid offensive line. Now you bring a coach, like say a Harbaugh, who has an identity. Harbaugh wants to run the ball. He wants to be a physical up front on the offense and defensive line, you know, play good special teams, play defense and win. And I think that's something you need. We never, we, we always are like, what is the Bears identity in offense? We, they had no identity whatsoever. You know, me, Neil, Aldo, we're all talking about the Bears are a running football team. But you know what? Yeah. The coach refused to admit that they were a, a running football team and just mm-hmm. decided to throw it. And may, maybe those, maybe these offensive linemen that you don't think can stick one way or the. I mean, right. you guys bust down the tape. I, I don't, I don't know what I'm looking at on the tape, but uh, maybe these guys are better in a better scheme. Better. I mean, I like Juan Castillo. I really like Terry Heastan, but he, I, I don't know. He wasn't a yes man, so now you got rid of him, I guess. No, I I'm sorry. Go ahead, Danny. I'm just saying, like, in terms of the offensive line, like for me, at least, I, th- I think there's some pieces there. You got to bring in some reinforcements. You got to add some more depth to this offensive line. Like I said, left tackle for me is, is a huge position. You know, t- hats off to Jason Peters that did, did Yeoman's work filling in, but he's a 40 year old guy. I don't know if you want to bring him back next year, even on a one year uh, deal. So either you go attack that position in free agency and get a starter in free agency, or you go and get it in the in your second round pick and bring a guy in, but also bring in competition, a veteran competition to work with him, and the better man wins, wins the job. But you solidify the offensive line, you solidify the defensive line, that's where it all starts for me is the trenches. Has to be. I mean, that's why I, that's why my GM, the guy I like is Ed Dodds out of Indianapolis. He They, they, build, their, they build their foundation through the trenches just like we need to do, and – He's got a history. He was in Seattle before that. They were, you know, they was pretty damn good. I mean, they they went to the Super Bowl most years. So that's that's why that's a guy I like. And um, I know they they were talking to uh, another guy from Indianapolis, Morocco. Morocco Brown is, Morocco is the other Brown name that, that yeah that's been out there. But the only thing with with these guys, and and this is something that that maybe we can kind of toss around here. But I want a guy that's that's done it before. So my t- top three guys are, are Rick Smith, the former uh, GM of, of the uh, Houston Texans, a guy who had to leave uh, Houston. There was a little bit of a struggle there with him and, and him and the coaching staff there. Uh, then his his wife, unfortunately, uh, she ended up uh, losing her battle of cancer, so he had kind of stepped away from the game. But he's eager to get back. And this is the guy that built a, a, a competitive Houston Texans team. This is the guy that actually traded up for Deshaun Watson, not yeah. trading up for, for Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, yeah. So he's a guy who's looking to get back in there again. Jeff Ireland, uh, who is a former Bears ball boy, actually. That's why he was old. He's actually he was with the with the Dolphins, a gym with the Dolphins, and then he's with the Saints. He's been. The, the, the catapult, actually, the catalyst, I should say, and, and building, rebuilding that, that Saints draft there since 2017. You look at that, that 2017 draft from the, from the Saints, in which he was at Marshawn Lattimore, Ryan Ramchak, Marcus Williams, Alvin Kamara, Trey Henderson. That was one hell of a draft class, and Jeff Ireland ran that whole draft scout. He's got uh, Marcus Davenport coming up the year after that. So this is a guy that knows how to build through the draft. He's done it before. He's been a GM. That's my number two guy on my list. And, and a guy, I don't know if you guys will agree to this or not, but Rick Spielman. 
got fired today from Minnesota. Right. Right. Was there for 16 years. This guy was also with the Bears before. Was with the Dol- with the Dolphins before as well. I I love the way I love his draft process. He always goes in there, and and Aldo will kind of back me up on this. This is a guy that'll, they'll go into a draft with seven picks, and he'll trade into 15 or 16 draft picks because he wants more shots at the plate. He wants to be able mm-hmm. to go up there and like if you have 15 picks, if seven of them hit, draft right, volume. Yep, yeah. exactly. So, you know, these are three guys that I've got targeted on my on my list. So far, I haven't heard any any of these guys mentioned in terms of Bears requesting to talk to them. So we'll, we'll see if that happens. But that's what I'm, I'm looking for, guys that have done it before. I talked about this on uh, on Kieran's show yesterday. I went on during halftime of the game. And, and uh, you know, somebody brought up Ed Dodds. Like, what, in, in my uh, couple years as the NFL you know, liaison, the pro liaison on Mississippi State, Ed Dodds is the one guy that single-handedly, like, or not, not single-handedly, that, like, you know, uh, head, shoulders, knees, and toes above everybody else that that walk through is a guy I could say was, was easily the most thorough in his process in terms of asking the questions, in terms of meeting with the people, watching the film, uh, being around for days on end. Like that, that is a guy that is extremely, ridiculously, just uh, obnoxiously thorough in all the best ways. And you know, to me, if, if we can't get that guy, I want to know who he likes. I want to get the guy that he mm-hmm. likes. And he went on. I saw that video. I think AC you put it up today, didn't you? The the one about uh, him talking about Morocco Brown, or maybe it was somebody else. I'm not sure. But uh, uh, I saw the video I of him talking about Morocco Brown, and and I mean, if he loves Morocco Brown, I want Morocco Brown. Um, well, Greg, yeah, Greg Gabriel's been talking about Morocco Brown for about a month now. He loves yeah. Morocco. I, I guess he worked hand in hand with him when he was uh, with. I don't know if it was with the Bears and the Giants, but he's. I listen to Greg every week on here with Aldo, just yeah. just kicking it, and and he's brought up Morocco Brown several times. So I, I wish I had the opportunity to get to meet that guy, but I never have. Um, I texted I texted some of the people on Run League that I know that actually work with Morocco Brown, and then I got like I said, good guy, shrewd, connected, highly respected, and prepared, willing to do what doing the little things, yeah. knows what he brings, and demands to be taken seriously. So that's the Morocco Brown scouting report I got from from a guy that works with him closely in the league. So he's a guy that that you know demands respect and and has been out there before. Uh, from if I remember, like, yeah, he was with the Bears. I think in, back in twenty, I want to say, the early early two thousands, he was with the Bears as well in terms of uh, in the in the scouting department. So um, definitely a, a qualified candidate. I'll bring him in, talk to him, and see what his his ideas and his plans are for the, for this uh, for this team. This is the video uh, Neil was just referring to. It's I think this is from Hard Knocks. I'm not sure what the source is, but Tony the Pod Boss. Uh, posted it after listening to Greg Gabriel earlier today talk about Morocco Brown. This is a great little video about the communication skills that Morocco Brown has. Check this awesome. out. This is Morocco. He's been, He's been doing, doing it a long, long time. time. He's got, got ham hole legs, coconut, calves. I thought the guy, guy was driving a Rolls Royce. And it is kind of an art delivery. Paint that, that picture for us. He can he duck himself like a lawyer. If not, a video too tight. He'll sit down perfectly with you. Everything is sunshine and rainbow. We tell our guys, don't read your report. Just tell us like you're walking down the hallway and ask what kind of player he is. He gets his hands on you. He's moving all the furniture in the room. He's a bumblebee that shouldn't be able to fly. He's got a SpongeBob SquarePants guard body. This guy's the ultimate glue guy. He's like a contortionist. He's got Spider-Man hands. He's Captain America. He's seen a lot of players. He has this library of players in his head to compare to. It looked like Derek Thomas one play, and then it looked like Dr. Doolittle the next. He's like Vince Carter in basketball. You just throw it up. You can fight into the stall. Will he fold like a lawn chair in university? He's just not sexy at all. We should throw a party. See, better hands on his mate. Morocco, he's been doing a long time. That is awesome. 
<laughs> Seen better hands on the snake, he said. <laughs> Kipo said he one more. He Doctor Doolittle. Wait a minute, what? <laughs> that's the scout talk. That's what we hear when he's sitting around in the stands in the senior bowl, guys. That's, that's just kind of scout talk we hear up yeah, there. Man. Stuff. That is just classic, man. Sign that guy up just to be handle all the press conferences that the Bears do. Just give him, give him ten million dollars a year so that he talks and not McCaskey. <laughs> it sounds like he would talk to us more than once a year, like Pace has done. Yep, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, hey, um, Neil uh, has got to go, and so Neil, any last thoughts before you head on out of here? And I know there's a couple of other people who are on a short leash tonight, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, I know that AC is going to wake up super early, like 4 a.m. Uh, tonight. But so, Neil, why don't you uh, offer up any final thoughts you got, and then uh, we, we uh, can say goodbye to you. Yeah, you know, I, I think um, who is the uh, the, the one uh, participant in the chat room that was talking about how. Uh, you know, Sean Payton told him, told Ryan Pace to not get uh, like married to the job or something. I, I forget what the exact quote was, but yeah. you know, the, the, the thing about it is, guys, is that you 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 got to like your your job, not necessarily be in love with your job. And and the reason why I say that is this: is that you know, football is going to chew you up and spit you out if, if if you don't you know have a spine about you, and if if you're not tough about you know standing up for who you are and standing up for you know, your ideals and your goals and your family and, your, and you know, the way you, you go about your business. Um, that, that, that's not only a, you know, coming to the bears thing that that's a, that's, that's an industry thing. You know, you, you, you can't, you can't be too in love with your job because, you know, tomorrow cannot be there. Right. So that, that, that's the one thing I wanted to comment on that he popped that up and that just like made me think about my, you know, my, my career history and how, uh, you know, I've really come to understand how this game works uh, throughout the past, uh, you know, really since 2005, I've been this thing since 2005. So, um, that's the one thing. The other thing too, is like, guys, like I'm going to be as hopeful as the day is long because I find the idea of being, of, of that, that feeling of being helpless, incredibly exhausting. And I've felt that for really three, like mo most of the past four years <laughs> with this last, with, with this last, uh, you know, coaching staff and the way things have been going. So, um, I know McCaskey didn't really give us a whole lot of reasons to go ahead and feel hopeful for the next, uh, you know, indefinite number of uh, days, weeks, months, or years. But, uh, you know, send positive energy into the universe, guys, because the universe will reward you. I'm telling you. You know, for, for everybody that's on the show, for everybody in the audience, send positive energy out there. We need positive energy in, in this uh, in this franchise and this fan base right now. There's way too much negativity. Um and again, I know George didn't make it easy, but you know, I'm, I'm trying to go out of my way to make it to, to make that what it is. I'm not, I'm not really super amped up about the coaching names that have come up that have been a request interview right now. Uh, Leslie Frazier, we've seen that, you know, basket of mediocrity happen in Minnesota already. I'm, I'm not ready to go back into that. Uh, Brian Dabble, they're scoring a bunch of points in Minnesota, and Brian Dabble has figured out how to use a uh, uh, a system tailored to quarterback that is big, strong, and athletic. So that that might be a pretty good deal. But I'm I'm still looking at um, I'm still looking forward to other names that are going to drop. Um, the, uh, the the GM names that have been uh, thrown around, happy with. Still want to see uh, others that are to come in terms of who's going to get uh, you know request for interviews. Um, but uh, you know I'm again I'm just hoping that we're just going to go ahead and get it right this time, right? Like you know. Mistakes by volume are, are, are a thing every once in a while. You know, the, the whole like broken clock is right twice a day deal. 
you know, <laughs> one of these days we're going to get it right, guys. <laughs> one okay. of these days we'll get we'll get it real. And uh, that, that's what I'm hoping for this time around. So um, that, that that press conference was what it was today. I woke up with great news. The, the, the press conference dampered it a little bit. But, hey, we got some whiskey. We got some good football on TV right now. We got the family together. We're talking about stuff. We're venting. Everything's going to be fine. I'm excited. I'm going to project, you know, a bunch of hopefulness. And we'll, we'll see what the universe uh, rewards us with, guys. There you go. Well said, brother. And thanks a lot for popping in. Please tell the lovely lady who I know is sitting next to you right now, tell her we all said hi. All right, brother? Absolutely. Absolutely. See you, Neil. All right, see Neil. You, Neil. All right, boys. See you, partner. 38 going on 25. Here we go. Cub <laughs> fans, I tell you, you wait 100 years for a fucking World Series, you'll wait forever for a Super Bowl. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Damn right. ready to win. Hey, at least I saw there's a place for one. Win. At least I saw there's a place for one, Dan. There. I want to win the fucking thing. I was five yeah, years man. old. You 100%. know, I fucking want to win. I just, I'm, I'm to the point where I, I think Greg Braggs tweeted it earlier. He goes, I'm to the point where I just, I'm so tired of talking about it. It's just the same shit over and over. And I totally, I said to him, I, dude, I totally get where you're coming from. You know, because it's so frustrating. It, it, it's, you know, you you have 2018 and then we go to Bears 100, you know, and all these people that were at Bears 100, they're like, oh, my God, this team. Oh, my God, it's going to be so awesome this year. We're going to dominate the league. And the former players are like, yes, these guys got it. They, they've got it. They're going to do it. And they fucking come out and lay an egg. And then 20 happens. And now this year. And it's just fucking, and I, we witnessed it three years ago prior to that, two years prior to that. Then we had Lovey, which was pretty, pretty okay. But then prior to him, it was Jerron. It was just fucking, I mean, it's been the same shit. Compared to the last three, Lovey was absolutely amazing. He at least beat Green Bay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he came in and said that was his goal. That was his goal. He accomplished his goal. Yeah. He did it on a consistent basis. <clears throat> yeah. Let's go ahead and be honest, guys. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He went to the Super Bowl. I love he went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I could have won it if he fucking let Thomas Jones run the football. But I mean, what do I know? Yeah, I'm, but... I'm just a fan. Uh, of I've, I've ranted enough about how the Bears don't appreciate their running backs. So Rex is our quarterback. I, I, I could go on for five hours on that shit. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh dude. Oh, we, could, we should do a show based on that game. I bet you we would have a fucking holy hell. We we'll be drunk by the end. Day. Day. Never paid. Never never paid Thomas Jones. And it's the same thing now. Nobody wants to pay yeah, David yeah, Montgomery, yeah. even though he's the best player on offense. Shit, Nagy want to give him the damn ball. Yeah. Wash, rinse, repeat. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> the best offensive player you have, you won't give him the ball. We'll, we'll ball see you guys in four years when we're, doing, we're celebrating the next uh, coaching and GM hire fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. At this time, I really feel we're close, though. In, in terms of what we have from a personal standpoint in the locker room, um, if the new GM comes in and retains a lot of the guys that are there, I'm telling you guys, a lot of those guys, all, all the boots on the ground guys, they're 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 legit dudes. They they have yeah. great eyes. They very logical, very good evaluators. Um, we 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 just, we just need better at the top, man. F fix what's going on at the top, and we'll be okay going downwards. I know that it's easier said than done. I know. <laughs> what? You're sending Stephen me. You're the devil, and I love you. Yeah. <laughs> All, right, All right. All right, guys. Later, Dale. It was a lot of fun. Y'all be good. Yeah.
Hey, how, easy, are, how are the rest of you guys on time? Just let me know in the uh, in the chat room, and uh, I'll get you out of here in time for you to uh, get your milk and cookies and go to bed. <laughs> what, what's sleep? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. What's sleep? Ryan, Ryan and I, Ryan and I are going to party all night long. Look at that. What are you talking hey. about? All right, man. This is Woofer Reserve whiskey, baby. Woofer Reserve, man. Oh, I got, I got it all. I got it all. Hey, see, see, my boy, my boy, out there knows. I hey, where I they make that at? Fancy ice mold. You feel where, me? where they make that at, Aldo? Uh, Kentucky. Kentucky. <laughs> that is the home. That's why we're doing. We're doing bear truth, and all those always throwing out these scenarios. Now I know it's got all these bottles of whiskey out there drinking. Up. That's, like, what it is. That's what it is. Up here. It's the gentleman's I've never heard Brother Gaines this quiet, man. What is going on over yeah, here? Yeah, what is happening with I'm about to go it's see my hair. brother. I'm about to hair. go he's see my brother Gaines. He can't, he can't talk. He lost his, lost his <laughs> <laughs> It's like the opposite of Samson, you know, when you cut his hair, he lost his strength. And uh-huh. when Tyler grows his hair, he loses, he loses his strength. I told I told Gangs I'm gonna be in DC in May. I'm going up there the uh Memorial Day week. We gotta link up, brother. Nice For sure, bro. Nice. Sure. Hey, uh, before we uh, give Tyler uh, center stage, let me give center stage to Ryan Badgley, who's got a few minutes here before he's got to take care of business at home. Oh, Badgley, yeah, the man who always delivers passionate fact, facts, Ryan Badgley, what do you got to say about the, what had transpired today and what do you think is going to happen in the future? Yeah, you know, today, I, I mean, it's it's just you got to try to to move on from it. You know, I mean, we didn't think it could get any worse. It totally did. But, um, you know, like Neil said, there you have to have hope. Um, Jesus Christ, I feel like, you know, I've been hoping, wishing and waiting um, for 42 years of my life. And I'm 42 years old. I mean, yeah, I got to see the first one, but. I don't really feel like it counts because I didn't really know what was happening. Um, you know, I just want to see some competence, uh, you know, moving forward. I want to see a smart hire here. Uh, I, I love what Danny said about getting a guy in here with experience. Um, you know, somebody that's a proven winner and, you know, somebody that follows in those same lines as a head coach. Um you know, to me, I think so much is made of whether they're a pro coach, college coach. I don't give a shit. If they can come in here and they can put a great team together that can win games and be competitive year over year. Yeah, I want a Super Bowl more than anything. But look at and I, I'm sorry, I'll probably get ethered. Look at this. Look at the Green Bay Packers. I mean, not for nothing. Yes, they have two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, but they're competitive every year. Every year they're competitive. Yeah, there's a year here and there where they they may not be for whatever reason, but they're. I mean, look what Matt Lafleur's done in his first three or four years here. I mean, holy shit! No, no other coach in NFL history has done that. That's what is left to the decision makers now at Hallis Hall, and and you know finding that that right guy. I hope they do it. Um, you know. Um, uh, it's just, it, you know, it's been hard, man. It's been rough. Like the team just has had me so down. And then like, you know, this morning, everything was like, yes, they're gone. You know, it's a fresh start. And then that fucking press conference happens. But, you know, every day is a new day. 
you wake up, it's a new day, it's a fresh start, you get another chance for another 24. So, you know, hopefully these guys figure this out and get it right. Eldo, I appreciate you in, inviting us on here. Danny, always good to be on with you, man. Gaines, much love, brother. KB, AC, I love all you guys. I appreciate it. You're the man, brother. And and bad right, take care, guys. Match just real quickly. What you just said is so true. Yeah. You speak for millions of Chicago Bears fans. We're just tired of the losing. We're tired of the revolving door. It is it is defeating at times. I, I I went off when Greg Gabriel, you know, I got passionate about how bad the press conference was, and Greg Gabriel told me to settle down and I got I went off on him. Or just went off, not on him, but just went off saying, you know, we live and breathe this. You know, the six yeah. people on the screen, we represent millions of Chicago Bears fans. When we mm-hmm. think about this in the morning, in the afternoon, at night, we, we prepare our shows on this network, really focused on it. But we're not making money out of this. We're doing this because of love and passion yeah. and then to be given back this horror story that has been the Chicago Bears franchise can can be a kick to the nuts, man. Can be a kick to the nuts. Huge, so you you said it very nuts. eloquently, brother. So I appreciate you and, and uh, making some time for us tonight. Tell your family uh, that we uh, re- really appreciate them and hang in there, my man. We'll do. Appreciate it, guys. Take care. All right, bye. See you, See you guys. Danny, I know that you uh, I've got about five or ten minutes left, so I'll give the stage to you, my man. I said about 15, about 10 or 15 minutes. If you want to go talk to Tyler real quick, Tyler's been quiet for a while. Oh, <laughs> Tyler's saving it up, man. He's saving it up. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got a debate on Wednesday. That's but, right. <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it's always cool to see the guys. It's cool to see the guys together. I mean, to see KB and AC, and bad, it, like it's, it's special. It's spe- it, it, it reminds me of a Sunday morning. And so. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and I, I've always said, when I hear my guy saying amazing stuff, I don't got to say nothing because I'm like, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> my, my guy's on point. But um, where I'm at with it, before we get like super, like, um, I want to just have a bird's eye view real quick because this is a franchise that I'm like crazy about and I'm emotionally invested in. I What I wanted to hear today is what is the vision? George McCaskey, yes. you in charge, bro. What's the vision, bro? Like, don't 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 gas me up. Don't gas me up. Just tell me real. Where do you, where are you trying to take this business? The Chicago Bears is an organization. It's a business that plays a sport that we all love. But they're making business decisions. You're a businessman, George. Okay, bro. What, if you're if this is on a pie chart, this is on a graph chart. Where are you going to take us to the next level? Where how are you going to show sustainable growth? And so like. That's what I wanted to hear today. Like, mm-hmm. what is your plan? And he actually said kind of what I wanted to hear, at least a blueprint of it. He said a team that could win or coaches or somebody that has a proven record of winning is competitive in the playoffs and go far in the playoffs. That Okay, cool. That's a little little nugget, but that's, that's exactly what we need, gentlemen. Somebody who has a successful program, i.e., when he said, I'm going to listen to the people, he says – GMs, come tell me your business plan because I'm allowing you to take control of this asset that I have over here. And so that's what I'm curious about is what is the vision? Each GM has to go into their office and plead their case. I'm going to take this organization to this site. We're going to implement this, 
this is my vision. This is my goal. This is how we're going to get it done. I'm curious to what they agree on. George, he's he's not a football guy, but guess what? He was actually writing something because when he said Matt Nagy, um, he said he felt offended that Matt Nagy said, who should I pick? George was actually right about that because guess what? George was like, that's what the, I'm paying you for. What do you mean right. you don't know? And so, like, as, as any Friday Night Lights, imagine the head coach not knowing who his guy was. And so he's like, what do you mean? We are bosses here. I'm handling business over here. You handle the field. Ryan, you handle the players. Y'all supposed to be bosses of your own territory. We come together and we and we grow. You see what I'm saying? And so you have to be able to trust that boss, just like on the show. Mm-hmm. I trust KB. I trust Badge. I trust Danny to bring it because they're bosses. We have to trust our GM, our coach. Coach, that's you. Coach, you come tell us that we're wrong. We want a coach with conviction. Why are we guessing? Why are we, why are we rolling dice? What does victory sound like? It's not about 1985. It's about, yo, we're going to take this to another level and we're going to be competitive all the time from the damn time we step out the locker room to the time the whistle blows. And how do we do that? It's about the culture. I don't mean to rant. I was trying to chill. Not hey, man, no, that's what, that's what we needed. That's what we needed. Yeah. I was trying to chill, but it's just like, guys, I see things on Twitter all the time. It's about the fact that, like, what are we going to tolerate? Is a business, what is the business people gonna to tolerate? George say he's gonna get the guy in here. Cool. Let's just let's find out what let's figure out what the game plan is. George is gonna to have to agree to whatever they bring to the table, and then we can criticize and see what's up. It's gonna take a couple years to implement. We got it. I mean, the players are dope, but like you guys said it right. I Matt Nagy underachieved with the roster. Danny is yeah. right. Danny was saying a little bit of my heart because I like the roster. I felt like we had competitive guys. I felt like we had speed. I felt like I felt like we left. A, we always put down the competition. We play down the competition, and it's like, um, um, what's the name? Alex Brown said it. After a bye, after a bye, this is what you came up with. It's been yeah, two weeks. I've said that. I'm like, bro, this was the plan. Like, what the hell did y'all talk about yesterday for three hours? Like, we go. This is what we're gonna do. And so, and so, all these things we move past it. That next GM coach. Bro, it's like tree shaking eliminations. Like, what do you got and how can we do it together? And that's why I'm excited to see what you guys think about it because whoever the next head coach, it's about attitude, grit, and commitment. And um, that GM got to bring it. And um, that's, 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 really what I, that's really what I'm going to hear. What's the vision? Right. And you, it was funny because, you know, they, they asked him, what if a coach comes to you and says that he doesn't want Justin Fields. That's stupid. That's better, 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 better stupid because for the first time in – guys, this is the Chicago Bears, bro. Yo, we've never had a quarterback. Yo, yo, we're, we're, we're telling – we're t- the Chicago yeah. Bears, who've had, five, who've had many coach, many quarterbacks, we get to tell our next head coach that we had a top 10 talent in an NFL draft? What? Hey. You what? you listen to certain people on the network. Apparently, Justin Fields was a bust before we even picked him. because so <laughs> he went because he went to Ohio. He's State. Ohio State. I'm a Michigan fan. And I was happy as hell to get Justin Fields. Guys, <laughs> but 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 we gotta be real. We gotta be real. We gotta be grateful from where we're coming from. I mean, Mike Glennon. We 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 sent out. We paid Mike Glennon. This Plus is 
Let's just let's just Mike. Nothing against Mike Glennon where he's at his career. Shit. But I'm just, that's I'm why just, I'm glad <laughs> Pace was gone. Right. And, so when, and we so watched, when, when I watched us beat the hell out of Mike Glennon last Sunday, I said, if you need any other reason to get rid of Pace, it's that he paid that man eighteen and a half million dollars, guaranteed. Right. I mean, and he bro, paid Dalton it's, ten million dollars. It's a dice. And he had foals on the roster. The, the, the GM, the GM move is a dice game. The coach was not held accountable for his lack of scheme. Matt Nagy was good in every single thing except offense. Which he is what he was brought here to do. He was brought here to be offense. The one yep. thing he was brought here to do. <laughs> exactly. And that's why you hear people say, man, my, I don't want my head coach caught in plays. We brought him here to do one damn thing. But guess what? We are in a position now where we do need a leader of men. You know, Tyler, do- what you're talking about, what you're describing, what you want for your head coach, dude, that sounds like Jim Harbaugh. I was gonna say, say Harbaugh. That's not the Harbaugh because he'll bring he'll bring that culture. He'll bring that physicality you're looking for. He'll he'll he knows the history of the Chicago Bears. The only question is, will the Bears go out and get him? My my thing is, they're 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 interviewing GMs and coaches simultaneously. How does that work? Typically, you, you pick one or the GM. other. They're they're doing both. They're requesting to interview GMs and and head coach. So is there a plan in place? Are they just going through a due diligence here, but they are going to try and bring in the guy? Like, I, I think right now, for me, I, I gave Aldo of, of four guys that I wanted, four former head coaches that I wanted, but I think the wild card was, was Jim Harbaugh. I just didn't know if the Raiders were going to just open up the bank and, and bring him to, to Las Vegas or if he was going to stay in Michigan. It looks like with them making the playoffs, it looks like the Raiders may be out of the picture here. They might keep their coach, and yeah. so it's either it's a so it's 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 Bears or, or or Michigan. So we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. But if you want that that culture, that's setting a tone, you know who is going to be the face of that that that, that who's going to lead that franchise out on the field every Sunday. It's going to be Jim Harbaugh. And that's who you're describing, and that if they bring him in, pair up with his GM choice, I think that's a home run hire right there. That means you gotta you gotta do something that the Bears might not want to do. Back they up said, the bridge truck. They said money's yeah. not not a, not not going to be an issue. He said if, today money's not an issue. If money is is truly not the issue, except for Olin. One of one of one of my favorite movie quotes is from Django. My my man Dr. King show says, "I'm going to make an offer so ridiculous that even if you don't want to take the deal, you will be forced to listen." <laughs> I would offer Jim Harbaugh a ridiculous amount of money, $10 million for uh, per year, up to seven years. We want you into in Chicago to fix our team. Bring in who you need. We will give you the full autonomy with your GM to fix this fucking team. Interesting. We have been mediocre for years. I trust in your direction. Pay that man. Do what you have to do to lure him from Michigan. That's what needs to be done. Yeah, he and did a deal like that in Michigan. You sold on him like that, KB? You sold on him like that? I'm, I'm hold on, hold on. I'm sold on Harbaugh's philosophy like that. Okay. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Michigan fan. I know what it was like to be a, to watch Brady Hoke take Michigan year after year and have six fucking wins, and we'd be the laughing stock of the Big Ten when we were a perennial powerhouse. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Still getting he, those top recruits, but not it, winning with them. And not winning. Yeah, he wasn't beating Ohio State. Ohio State, like I said, they're, they're a powerhouse. You're going to get those recruits to come there. Michigan State, to me, that that's the biggest thing on Jim Harbaugh's record to me. You couldn't consistently beat Michigan State. <laughs> but 
Michigan. I, I respect him from what he did for San Francisco. I was gonna say, but I, that brings me to this point. I'm not. I don't care about college. College is the wild, yeah. wild west. Yeah. I see what you did with the 49ers. What you did with Colin Kaepernick. Right. Bring right. in somebody. Like I said, I'm a fan of Pep Hamilton, that offensive mm-hmm. coordinator. Yeah, love that. That, that. That'd be a, my dream scenario is Harbaugh head coach, Pep Hamilton, offensive coordinator, or Big Fanger back at defensive coordinator, or or, uh, or keep Sean Desai defensive coordinator. Exactly. Uh, listen, yeah. I, I, I've said watch Pep Hamilton's offensive scheme, how he gives outlets to say, okay, if you don't hit your first read, you have the dump off here or here. It's going to be in the middle of the field for you to see. Right. I mean, Pep he's Hamilton's got Davis Mills. He's exactly. got Davis Mills throwing to to Brandon Cooks and and Danny Amendola and Nico and Collins looking like it, looking like the second best quarterback from the draft last year. So I don't right. hate so, that. So all. Herbert last uh, two years ago, and then this year is 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 uh, is is uh, Mills, right? Davis Mills, mm-hmm. and you saw that quarterback just get better and better. You saw a quarterback get coached up. Exactly. That's what I'm, I want a guy who can coach up a quarterback and can coach a system. And that that's the thing is Pep Hamilton will be the OC. My my dream scenario. Pep Hamilton, the OC, Big Fan oh, yeah. back here in DC. What do you guys think about this gentleman, uh, the ball? Uh, I'm he's, a, he's a guy that. Go ahead, AC. I'm going to be honest, and I, I can't break the tape down like Danny, as I've said, but I can try and do research. And I did research on Dabo, tried to look through what fans of the Bills have been saying about this guy because. He's been coming up since the beginning of the season. You know, yep. people have wanted Nagy out since last year. So I was, I've been looking at new head coaches since then. And Dabo <laughs> was one of the names that continuously popped up. And what I see a lot of their fans continue to say is A, he abandons the run, and B, his red zone offense is not very good. Uh, Josh Allen is an amazing athlete. And I feel like Dabo's system works because Josh Allen just does his thing how many times i don't i can't tell you how many times i've watched the bills on offense and josh allen ain't either he's got stefan Diggs open who's another incredible athlete or he takes off for 15 20 yards and runs somebody over like ben roethlisberger back in the day <laughs> so that whole system it might work i'm just going off their fans reaction what i'm reading on twitter sure. is it don't work in the red zone and he abandons the run we already hate Nagy for abandoning the run. I don't want to bring somebody else in here that's going to leave David Montgomery on the sideline on a fourth and one. Can I can I interject on that? Because this this is this is what I kind of feel. I feel like that ball he abandons the run because he didn't have a running back that they need. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in Chicago, you look at you know what I'm saying you look at your players and you see that you got a David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert, and you say you know what I can actually run the ball with these two. Uh, we we all thought that kid from uh damn what was the, what was the school he went to I can't even remember his name right now uh he came he came from the same schools we had the one kid that was super fast uh damn. Singletary Devin Singletary yes Singletary uh we all thought he was going to be amazing you know what I'm saying he that first year he looked like he was going to be on the rise and it just kind of never got there uh you know what I'm saying and you look at Zach Moss I love Zach Moss out of Utah hell I was a Tyler Huntley fan. So <laughs> I was watching Utah, but Zach Moss hasn't materialized in the, any, anything. And I don't know if that's because that ball chooses not to run the ball or he, you know what I'm saying? Or he just isn't as talented as I thought he was going to be. But we know we have the running back talent here. And if you bring in a devil, he, you would have to assume 
that he knows he has, you know what I'm saying, at least a top five talent at running back here mm-hmm. and that he can actually run the ball. But I, who, I, I don't know. That's just, my, that's just my thinking. That's just the way I feel about it. I, I don't know if that's true or not. Well, um, I know, Danny, you, you need to uh, get on out of here. So offer up a couple of final thoughts for us. And, uh, and again, I appreciate you making time for us tonight. Oh yeah, this this is fun. I do love talking to you guys about ball here for sure. Uh, but yeah, real quick on Dabble, like I, he was a guy that I initially was touting midseason, uh, just because of the way I, I love the way he, he built that offense around Josh Josh Allen. But I hadn't really dug into any 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 Buffalo tape. And then was as the season got start got going here and and towards his tail end, I started digging into some more Buffalo tape. I have some people out in Buffalo. And the thing with with them is, is is right. He abandons the run, but but he uses he uses that that three or four yard pass as as as, as his running running attack as well. So you'll see you know his quarterback throw the ball you know 30, 40, you know, 50 times sometimes, but that he uses incorporates his short passing game as part of his his rushing attack, which I don't like. I like I like a physical uh, a guy that utilizes the running game to 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 be able to produce to play action and get big plays down the field. The other thing with him is he uses. Josh Allen, like another running back, and he runs him not just like the sweeps outside and gets him outside the pocket. He runs him in between the tackles. Now, Josh Allen is a 6'4", 230, 40-pound big guy. But, dude, I don't care how big you are. You're going to you're gonna get that guy hurt eventually. So I, I'm, not, I'm not liking that. So I've really kind of weaned off of off of guys like Dable. Again, I, I, want, I want an experienced GM, and I want an experienced head coach. I want someone to come in here and be able to kind of, kind of get the get the ball rolling immediately. You know, all these these first tier guys, guys that these offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, they've never been coaches. The, the big thing we have with them is, yeah, they, they may be able to scheme a defense or, or scheme an offense, but can they control a room? Can they coach up fifty three men? That's a big thing, and so that's why I want guys that have done it before that have been have some success here in, in the league. So, for me, preferably, my preference is an experienced GM. And an, ex- an experienced head coach, and then just someone that, that's going to come in here with a vision in terms of how they're going to build the offense around Justin Fields, and, and, and then go from there. So that that's that's my 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 hope there as well. So uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But you know, this is this has been fun. Uh, Neil kind of start talking about hope and all that stuff. But you know, for me, is like I, I'm I want to see that first hire, whether it's the head coach or the GM. That tell, that'll tell you a lot in terms of which direction this organization is going to go. If you bring in an experienced GM and allow him to go ahead and do the coaching search and bring in that coach, I think you you'll see that kind of that 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 you know that uh, hierarchy there kind of develop here with with the Bears organization. But if they bring in a coach, a big name like say a Jim Harbaugh, maybe a Doug Peterson, and allow him to go ahead and pick his GM. That's kind of doing it backwards, in my opinion. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But uh, definitely, it's it's uh, something that we, we know it's going to be exciting. We're, we're going to get into the draft as well. We're going to get into some offseason stuff here as well. Free agency is coming up uh, sooner than we think, and uh, just excited to see what what the Bears are going to do here going going here in the future. And Danny, before you go, I want to make sure you see this. Uh, there apparently is a connection between Brian Dable and Bill Polian. Um, Ken Fishbane says the ball went to high school with Bill Polian's sons and Bill Polian helped connect Abel with Nick Saban for the Georgia job for the GA job, excuse me, at Michigan state in 1998. And I'm learning from other sources that the connection runs even deeper than that. So if you believe that it's all about who, you know, then you might be saying, seeing right here, your next head coach for the Chicago bears. Brian Day won't head coach so next year. <laughs> Go ahead and confirm it. <laughs> That's not giving me a, a lot of uh, warm, fuzzy feelings here, but uh, it's not. <laughs> it's yeah, not. It, it, uh, Neil left us with a positive hope, and I just ruined it. You just dashed it. You just killed it. Danny, 
I, I want to ask you before you leave, because a guy that I like a lot, I've heard Greg talk about him a lot, Todd Bowles. What are your thoughts on him? Because yeah. he's been in a head coach position before. His defense has been, you know, the top every year. He's he's my favorite. And yeah, uh, I, I brought him up on 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 this this past week's Spirit Truth, and he I gave all the four guys that I wanted, and Todd Bowles was one of my four guys. And with, with him though, it, it, this is a guy that no doubt he's going to respect the room. He's going he's going to command the room. Uh, I have no doubt that his defense is going to be top notch. It's going to be top ten, top five. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, th- I think that that side of the ball we taken care of. My thing with him is is who, what is your plan in terms of offensive coordinator and not just that what's your plan as quarterback coach because if Todd Bowles is successful and he starts winning <coughs> guess what next year or the year after that they're going to come and ju- they're going to try and take his offensive corner away from him. I don't want Justin Fields to have to learn a whole new system so I want Todd Bowles to come in with a plan all right this is my OC this is my quarterback coach if my OC goes away my quarterback coach can just be promoted up and he's going to keep the same system, maintain the continuity. That way in offense, you don't have Justin Fields and the receivers and, and backs and everybody learning a whole new system mm-hmm. two or three years later on. So that's a big thing for me with Todd Bowles. But in terms of him coming in being a head coach, he's a guy on my on my list, guys. He's a guy that's going to command the room. He's going to command respect. A former player. This guy's been doing it for years here in the NFL. Uh, but my thing with him is who is your OC, who is your quarterback coach, and what's your plan on offense for Justin Fields? There you go. You heard it from Danny Shimman, uh, co-host of Bear Truth and Draft on Tap. Danny, thanks a lot for uh, jumping on with us, and we'll be talking to you. Actually, we'll see you on Wednesday on the Buffon 55 show. He's got a segment with you and Neil, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Talking draft already. It's draft season, guys. Hell yeah, draft season. I've already ran like two or three mocks. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I got to get into that. All right, Danny. All right, guys. Have a good night. All right, Danny. Danny. Okay, guys. What do you guys think about this uh, Brian Dayball that there might be a connection with Bill Polian? Do you, do you does does that concern you at all? That you know you know how how things can be the old uh, good old, old boys network. Oh, that's the word that I want to get out. Does it concern you? And um, or you don't have any concern that they're really going to do a forthright interview and they're going to look for the best candidate? Uh, and uh, are, are you? Hopeful that that's what's going to happen. Anybody jump in? I think I think hopefully they've learned from past mistakes. You got to learn eventually. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you stick your hand on a hot stove as a kid. You pull your hand back. You ain't gonna stick your hand right back on that stove. That you would not. think. I mean, unless you're I don't know stupid or something. But uh, I, I I feel like the names that I've heard coming down. Um, I'm not a fan of Fraser either, but I mean, it is what it is. I feel like they're going to do their due diligence. They're going to talk to, and George McCaskey even said it. I don't, uh, it's not going to be necessarily an offensive mind, necessarily a defensive mind, and necessarily a special teams guy. We're going to talk to all of them. I think, I really think they're going to do their due diligence. And I really think Bill Polian's telling them, hey, if you you ain't doing all your homework, you're going to fail. Bottom line. And even though, like I said earlier, he can dip out and this, it doesn't it doesn't affect him at all. Some people, the, us Bears fans, are going to remember who who said to said to do this. We still remember of course he And John Fox had a history of being successful, successful. Mm-hmm. and then he came here and it, and it wasn't so good. And and everyone remembers who told them to hire that man. So, I mean. We just got to hope they get it right. 
was gonna I say, hear you. with me, I it's you know, you, you kind of look at the Nagy situation. I don't necessarily want to hear in two days we find a coach. You know, I don't want to necessarily hear in two days that we found a GM. You, the Colts were supposed to get McDaniel's, and then he flaked on them. Mm-hmm. And then it took a little, it took a few more days at that, and they finally got Frank Wright, and it it worked out well for them. Yeah, they missed the the playoffs this year, but I mean, they built the hell of a fucking team, and he's a great coach. Yeah. The old saying is, you walk down and you get them all. You know what I'm saying? walk down, get them all, take your time with this. I don't care if the top prospect that people are saying is supposed to be the next fucking surefire coach gets hired in Miami. I don't care. As long as you do your due diligence and you look over everybody and pick through everybody with a fine tooth comb and say, this is the guy that I really want. And you, you, you've picked up, you've had to look over the litter. That's what I'm looking for. Take your time with this one. Don't hire somebody just off of, oh, we got to go get this guy because this team is looking at him. No, look over everybody. Look over everybody because that Russian stuff did not work. Mm-hmm. It set us back four years. Mm-hmm. That set us back. Take your time with this hire. Pick over everybody. Look over all the candidates that are available. But part Wait, of that, not to go cut ahead. you off, go ahead. Part, part, part of that I feel like was pace. We saw it in the draft. Yeah. He loved Mr. Trubisky. He didn't do his homework on Watson. Mahomes, I know you loved him, Aldo, but I thought he was going to go one way or the other. He was either going to be named Brett Favre or name said quarterback who was throwing Riley. interceptions. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he, but he fell in love with the candidate, and he's going to go get his guy. So I feel like if they – if they do their homework, they do their due diligence, then I feel like they'll get the right hire. Exactly. One of, uh, and we've talked a lot about some of the disturbing things in today's press conference. One that I found was George McCaskey's response to why Ted Phillips was going to be involved in the interview process, given that Phillips has been involved in a lot of the interview process pro- processes over the last couple of decades. And so this is um, this is why this is what uh, uh, McCaskey said about Ted. Because I trust Ted implicitly, because I have great respect for his judgment, his analytical skills, uh, his instincts when it comes to uh, the people that we're interviewing, and in the end, he'll be negotiating the contract with the general manager and the head coach. Ouch! You I know? felt I was pissed when he said that. Yeah. What right. what track record has he given you to trust him? I think they're just great friends. It'd be like it'd be like if I if I owned a team and KB was a was an accountant in the past, and I'm like KB, come over right. here, man, run my team for me, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And 20 years down the road, have we gotten the quarterback right? No. Have we won enough games? No. But everything else is there. But you know what, KB, you my boy. So you my so, boy. Goddamn it. So stick around and and. <laughs> We're going to hang out and drink beer on the weekend. It sounds like a movie. It sounds like a real movie. Enough. <laughs> Enough. I would pay to see that movie. I would pay to see it. AC and KB. That was that was the, the Cleveland-Chicago game. Hey. <laughs> I know. I don't know. AC, you going to be like, KB, I know I, know I wasn't care about winning and all, but 
I kind of need to win one. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get it done. And then right, can, can you sit back on this one, not not put no input in this one. Just just let me do this. Yeah, let's. <laughs> I love what James says here. He says George McCaskey said he will make the final decision this time, which means that Tet Phillips has been the oh. one hiring the last GMs. So that's very that's possible. Very deduction there, James. I want to play uh, one other soundbite uh, before we all get out of here. So uh, McCaskey was asked, why Bill Polian? You know, why can't you do this? And this was his mm-hmm. response. Uh, well, I think it would be a fair criticism if somebody said, I'm going to make this decision all by myself and I'm not going to get any input from anybody else. People would be wondering where this guy is coming from. Uh, we have a great resource available to us and we're going to take full advantage of that resource. I expect that there will be vigorous discussion and debate uh, after we interview each candidate. I was struck in our earliest conversations with Bill um, how very much on top of the game he is and even on our situation. Uh, When we called him out of the blue and he was asking us detailed questions about our roster, our injury situation with particular players, uh, he was very much up on the game in general and the Bears situation in particular. So I think we'll be in good hands um, leaning on Bill to help us make this decision. Tyler, are you satisfied with that response? I mean, it's re- <laughs> he didn't do himself any favors. Um, it's it's um, he, He's trying to say the right thing by saying, I don't want it to be all on me, which is kind of a scapegoat back door saying, hey, it's not all on me. So it's kind of damn if you do, damn if you don't. He's leaving the door open for either way. Bill Polian, I mean, he, he is a good dude. I mean, he's a good dude. I mean, he did, it all wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. And um, that was the older NFL at the time. But mm-hmm. um, it, he's trying to say the right thing, yeah. saying it's a group effort. But it was just like the source, you're right. But I, I, I it would have felt better for me if he would have said, we're going to take advice, but we're going to make our own decision. Don't make it seem like you're taking somebody else's thing and you're going to run with it. Like, you right. are the chairman of the Chicago Bears. Like, own the position. The same way you want Matt Nagy, the head coach, to own the coaching staff and to own that is the same way you should own that position. And so um, it, it was It was still interesting how he puts it, though. It's like, man. I yeah, I, that was, that was to me, uh, one of the parts of the, the press conference that I actually kind of liked because I looked at it this way, and I, I talked about it earlier. I don't know how to study the tape. I don't exactly know what I'm looking at. So I'm going to go to uh, the draft network. I'm going to turn to Neil. I'm going to turn to Danny. I'm going to turn to YouTube clips, whatever I can do uh, in the process of trying to learn about just, just for instance, draft prospects that I'm going to try and learn as much as I can about each one. And if I'm just making the decision, like as a fan, like, Hell yeah, just pick everybody from Kentucky. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But but he's going through and 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 taking input from someone who's been there and done that. Yes, he's had mistakes, but every scout has mistakes. I mean, so so uh, if anybody has a perfect track record as a scout, point him out to me because I ain't seen it. Even even Belichick's has some misses on his record. I mean, so mm-hmm. I like the answer. Um, and does anyone have a problem with the fact that Napoleon said that Lamar Jackson was a wide receiver and didn't understand the potential that Jackson held 
as a innovative, progressive uh, quarterback that could do much more than the average quarterback in the NFL. I'm going to tell you this as a Kentucky fan. Sorry, KB, I can tell you're itching over there to talk. We were up on Louisville a ton to like nothing. All of a sudden, this freshman gets sent in. His name is Lamar Jackson. And let me tell you, he ran all over us. He kicked our butts the rest of the game, and they end up beating us. We beat, we beat Lamar Jackson one time. That was in his Heisman year. He fumbled the ball with the game on the line. I remember but, that. Uh, but, but the fact – the fact of the matter is I don't know what he was seeing that said that he couldn't be a quarterback. Everyone said he couldn't throw, but if you actually watched him play, his deep ball was absolutely beautiful at Louisville. And that's that was their game plan. They'd throw the ball to Lamar and say, go do something. Go figure it out. It was Lamar and a bunch of dudes at Louisville, and he won a Heisman Trophy. But, that that, uh, that, that kind of that lends to what I'm saying, and I'm sorry to cut you off. And that that kind of that kind of lends to what we hear about Justin Fields being a bust and people being inaccurate. You see, and I, I before we go here, I, I'm sorry, I got to take it there. You see, black athletes at a position of power because the quarterback position is a position of power. Don't let anybody ever tell you anything. The leader of the team. You are the leader of a team offense or defense you get looked at you have a young athletic quarterback who can do things that you can't fucking fathom on a football field make moves cuts stop accelerate things like i said they, they, it seems superhuman mm. and then you say okay well yeah i've seen him overthrow this receiver i've seen him miss this guy but then you look at the tape and you see him hitting these people. You see him making the passes, especially in these clutch moments. Justin Fields, I've heard, is inaccurate. But we've seen this man connect on more passes than we've ever seen Mr. Bisky hit. And I was I, I, and I wanted Mr. Bisky to succeed. I came on the record and said I felt like out of him, Deshaun Watson, and Patrick Mahomes, I felt like he would have the longest career. I said that shit. It's on Twitter. Justin Fields is probably the most electric, most physically gifted, greatest passer that I've ever seen come through a Bears uniform. And if you do the right thing, you put the right pieces around him, he will succeed just like Lamar Jackson did. His MVP year was not a fucking like, aberration. That was real. The boy can throw the ball. But you have to scheme around him. You have to tailor to him. You can't just have the blinders on and say, oh, well, he's fast and he's black. He can play, he's, he can play wide receiver, but he won't succeed at quarterback. That's that's bullshit. Yeah. And it's the same thing now with Justin Fields. He's black, he's fast, he's athletic. Oh, he's not a quarterback. When exact, he stays in the pocket. He plays from the pocket. If he can't stay in the pocket, he gets out. He didn't look to run first. He looked downfield to pass. That's why he was taking sacks. He wants to make the play. He wants to be the person that saves the fucking day. And we haven't had that in Chicago. 
Right. We have people who get get the 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 high the high things in their eyes. They're like deers in headlights. Right. Justin Fields wants to be great. Mm-hmm. You heard Darnell Mooney say, "Tomorrow, me and Fields are getting to getting to work." Yeah. What did he say the day the day that Fields was named the starter for the Cleveland game? He said, "My parents wanted to go out and celebrate. I stayed home and watched film. I wanted to watch film, even though he, he took the nice that game. The boy I mean, he wants to be great. Yeah, and that's something you haven't seen. You you hear, oh, I want to read books, or you get you get retreads at quarterback that want to come in, and there is people living off Super Bowl success. This kid wants to win." He said he that there is going to be a change in the NFC North. The Green Bay Packers will not win this division while he's at quarterback. I feel all that, and I'm behind all that. I can give a damn less what anybody says about him. I see the potential. When he drops back, you see a quarterback. You don't sit there and tell yourself every time he throws the ball, is it going to be picked? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He wants to make the plays. He wants to be great. And that's all I need to see because I've seen that exact same drive at running back with David Montgomery. He wanted to be great. He put in the work to be great, and he is great. That's all I'm saying. I say, Bill Polian, I need you to get the blinders off because Lamar Jackson wasn't a quarterback. I mean, wasn't a wide receiver in this league. He wasn't a running back. That man is a quarterback. So was Justin Fields. He has he has admitted uh, that he was wrong, uh, and that's 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 amazing because yeah. a lot of folks wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he but <laughs> even bigger than that, he was the one who was talking about the Browns should draft Manziel number four overall. Cool. So, like mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, a lot of people were saying that, and Lamar Jackson honestly didn't do himself any favors when he didn't hire an agent. He had his mom as his agent. Oh, that's Y'all remember right. that draft? Yep. He had his mom as his agent. So a lot of people was like, why is this dude not smart? Like, what is he doing? But mm-hmm. but the Manziel, the Johnny Manziel thing to me is a bigger – I don't want to make it about race. You know I love you, KB. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> to me, that's a bigger indictment than saying Lamar Jackson, who's a tall, athletic, African-American gentleman, he didn't think he could throw. And I feel like – Absolutely, that's an indictment on him because, like I said, they would just give Lamar the ball and say, make something happen. A lot of his throws, he they didn't have an O-line. He would run out of the pocket, move out of the pocket, then make the throws. And those some of those guys were open because of he was moving, just like, just, just like we see Justin Fields do. When he does the pump fakes and stuff, Justin needs to learn how to slide better, though. He slides with that head oh, up. He's going to get his head knocked off. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Well, so we saw we saw it in one of the games. Yeah, <laughs> man, kind of trying to come lot. in and take his head off. He does it a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, guys. Um, I think we have delivered an hour and forty minutes of outstanding football talk. You guys are all uh, beyond great gentlemen for popping in here and spending so much time. I know you guys got busy schedules. I know Mr. AC, for instance, has to wake up at what, 4 a.m.? I got about five hours from now. I got to get up. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I, I love talking football with you guys, man. I couldn't, right, I couldn't miss this right man. now. Right. Couldn't I, miss I, wanted this. To, I wanted to get, I was at work. Listen, <laughs> I'm flying, I fly dives for a living. I fly an overhead crane. We wear ear protection. 
Mm-hmm. I threw an earbud in earlier today, turned on ESPN 1000 on my phone. Nice. Nice. Listened, I heard when they got fired. I heard when the news broke. I was pumped mm-hmm. up. I was excited. I flipped over to YouTube to watch what the uh, what what uh, George had to say earlier and uh, brought me back down a little bit. Then I started seeing names leak and brought me back up. I was ready to hop on like when I got off work. I kept telling Mallory, I was like, I'm ready. This is going to be a late-ass podcast. I'm ready to go now. <laughs> <laughs> I took a 20-minute nap in between shows, too. I just had to. I was like, oh, man. It's See, if right. I take a nap, man, I ain't sleeping tonight. So I, I got to. <laughs> Stay up until you. I go to bed or I, or I won't sleep. I hear you. Well, let's go around the table and get uh, some final comments. Tyler, you want to start us off? Um, sure. Um, brand new, brand new day. It's very exciting. Like, I mean, I'll, I've been waiting for this. Like, I was I just like, <laughs> boom, done. Yeah. Because I was legit scared that the Bears wouldn't do it. I was scared that they would freaking not All fire the pace anybody. rumors scared the heck out of me. I was just scared that they wouldn't fire anybody. Oh. That's what I was that's what I was worried. That's honestly what I was worried about the most. And so kudos for the management for making a decision. Mm-hmm. Thank you for showing us that you actually give something, that you give a crap. That's awesome. And um I'm really excited to see. Um a lot of people are banging the table for Greg Roman. I live here. I'm in the Baltimore DC area. A lot of the Baltimore fans, they can't wait for him to be fired. They, mm. they, they, the Baltimore fans don't like him, and so that's something to keep in mind, just perspective. And so um, he, he's not liked a lot here in Baltimore. Um, he professional, like f- from from an offensive scheme standpoint, because and um, this 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 that's just the real talk. So keep that in mind. Um, my man from the Bills, remember, I know it was preseason, but Mitch Trubisky came in here in the preseason and tore our asses up. And that was off of one offseason with this dude. And so if dude was able to show Mitch like that, I'm just saying it may be something there. It's different between doing that and being the head coach. That's where we get tricky at when you're the head coach. That's where it gets tricky and stuff. And so be careful what you ask for. I am excited. KB, I agree with you. Let's do a plenty of interviews. Let's get some experience. Let's see what's out there. Let's see what kind of ideas are out there and everything. And then the GM, let, let all this talk about Lamar. Let's throw some money at Isaac Newsom. How much it costs to come out of retirement? That may yeah, be that'd be a good ploy. He you know should have been the president of football operations that we don't have. Lamar, mm-hmm. Lamar, I think he was the last pick in the first round, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. He was 37. That was Isaac Newsom on his way out the door with a gift. So like yeah. damn, yeah. <laughs> he, he hit on his way out the door. He's like, I'm out, but right before I head out, here's a little, here's a little something. <laughs> and, and, and credit to John Humber who had got who had got control of the team and everything, the special teams coach. And the Ravens went through some different offensive coordinators to get the right person for Lamar. And so we gotta have patience. Justin is that dude. The dude is the fighter, the dude is a winner. I am hundred percent down with Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's chill out and relax because Troy Aikman didn't look good his first year either. And so like not comparing the two, but just saying this dude, Justin Fields is special. The dude Peyton had Manning had, led the league in interceptions his rookie year. He had mm-hmm. Justin has hella energy, hella swag. And um, it's, 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 it's tailor made. A Chicago fan couldn't should be grateful and appreciative that we got a, a, a young man. He's humble. He's grateful. He's down for his teammates. And um, he wants to, and he's a student of the game. And, um, we gotta just allow him to to grow and develop under a successful scheme and leadership, and let's see what happens after that. 
you can't deem somebody a bust because Drew Brees was cut from the Chargers. He was mm-hmm. cut from the Chargers, and then they found him. They picked him up off the field, off the streets, and, and, and um, with the Saints. And so let's see how these things play out. I am very excited about it. But like Danny said, although I'll have more information when that first hire is made, then we can mm-hmm. start making – then we'll have some more tangible information. But in the yeah. time being, I'm very excited that it's something new coming. It was so dope to chop it up with you all. And um, either way, Barroom Network is shooting to the top. Number one, plus, plus, plus. And um, stay tuned for all the Bulls coverage. And um, but we now we can talk. Uh, now we got we're gonna be talking Bears all off season. So oh. it's gonna be pretty freaking exciting. Justin Fields is our starting quarterback, Week One, 2022. And um, it's a pleasure, gentlemen. Love you all. Bear down, you, bro. Bear down, um, brother. Ryan, what you got for us, brother? Man, uh, uh, a certain hated person said something, man, once, and it was R E L A X, man. Relax. Let's 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 go ahead and dig in. Let's let's watch how this offseason start to play out. Let's. It's like what guy said, man. Neil, you got to put that positive energy out. I'm not gonna be out here to bash the Bears. I I want to see us be great, man. I I want to see this team do good. It. That makes the league better when the Bears are good. So I'm 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 gonna get that positive energy, man. You know what I'm saying? It's it's wonderful to be on with y'all, man. It's it's good to see Aldo's face. It's good to see my boy Gaines' face, man. And uh, AC knows it's always wonderful when I see that beard, bro. It's the AC uh, show, brother. Hey, man. You know what I'm saying? It's AC, and we just the background dancer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. Hey man, we just we just gotta have patience with this one. We can't rush into anything. We gotta we have to find the right people to do right by the players on this roster, and, and most definitely right now by Justin Fields because he's who we're gonna we're gonna tether our hopes and our prayers to. He's who we're gonna get behind to be the leader of this team. So, man, let's let's all just let's dig in, man, and let's pray they they get this right. You know, what I'm saying send that positive energy up. That's the best yeah. we can do. Like I said, man, I, I love all y'all, man. I, I'm happy as hell to be on with y'all, man. It, like I said, it's, it's happy to see these these two faces I don't get to see all the time. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, I, I, I'm I, thank you for putting me on. You know what I'm saying? And I'm I'm, I'm always here to talk, baby. There you go, brother. Right now. All right, AC. Well, uh, I, I'm. I've been ready for this for a little while now. Like I said, I've, I've looked at a lot of the coaching candidates already, uh, from Greg Roman to Dabo to even digging deep. I love the Kyle Shanahan uh, system, so I've even been digging into his coaching. Uh, you know, the, the coaches under him, see if we can snag somebody. And uh, McVay runs that same system. It seems like everybody's running it now. I mean, you know. Uh, if, if you stop in and have a cup of coffee with, with Sean McVay in L.A., you end up with a with a head coaching gig. And, I mean, it's worked out for Green Bay. It's working out for Cincy. It's, you know, so, uh, I mean, like like everybody said, man, I'm, a, I'm pretty optimistic most of the time. Uh, so I just want to see the Bears do great, do their due diligence, uh, make sure they're doing their homework. Like KB said, I don't want to see no decision in two days. This is our guy. This is our GM. This is our head coach. I want to see them bring in multiple different head coaches and GMs from different backgrounds that have done different things and run different systems. 
and find out what works best for us. We've, we've got our quarterback. We finally drafted the quarterback that I wanted, uh, not to toot my own horn, but I wanted Watson in 2017, and they went with Trubisky instead, and I never thought it would work out. Um, I mean, Mike North still loves the guy, but uh, I just <laughs> I don't Whoa. I don't think there's <laughs> even though he didn't invite him to his wedding, Mike still loves him. <laughs> no, I know. I'm pretty sure they're related somewhere. <laughs> I mean, I still love him. about that, but anyway, please go ahead. I still love Mitch too. I follow him his his uh, soon to be uh, baby mama on Instagram and stuff, and they they seem to be doing really well, and they have a. Uh, a great, beautiful relationship, whatever. They go to the Florida Keys and shit. But <laughs> but uh, I, I think the Bears are going to get it right this time. I, I've got to hope, right? I mean, I can't yep. just come on here and and, uh, and I mean, like I've told y'all, I was a Bengals fan before I was a Bears fan. And, and, they, and they, fans said the same thing about that organization. They don't care about winning. They don't want to win. They just want to count their money. They're never going to do anything. Then they finally got rid of Marvin Lewis, and they hired Zach Taylor, and now they look like, you know, it's a top – I don't know what the numbers say, but it's got to be a top five offense in the league. They put mm -hmm. that team together. They built it through the draft. Speaking of Ohio State quarterbacks, Joe Burrow, even though he finished at LSU, he started at Ohio State, and uh, I think he's all right. So, I mean, if you want to have that argument, there you go. He's going into the, into the playoffs, and he's – pretty damn good um but uh i mean i love I, i'm glad y'all let me come on and take over the show you know it's the ac show anytime i'm on so uh I, I appreciate it i love you guys like i said brother Gaines, i'll be seeing you in may we gotta throw something on the grill or something we'll figure something out and uh bear down fellas there you go and i'll just leave you with this thought guys um we have to be all, we all have to be happy that we got you know the wicked witch wicked yes. witches are dead right right you know, the the idea of having to mention those names again ryan pace and matt nagy just you know literally drove me ill those guys had their opportunity they had mm -hmm. their opportunity i'm not I, I i don't feel proud about some of the things that i said about those guys over their over their period of time but that comes with the jobs that's why they're paid millions of dollars because they're in the entertainment field and they're entertaining alpha males like us they're entertaining diehard fans like us and so it is what it is that is past i wish them nothing but the, but the best i hope the two get hired as gm and coach somewhere and have success as long as they don't beat the bears i i really do because they are good people just like uh, tyler has said in the past and, and ryan and, and ac have said it too they're good people but they just proved to be incompetent at building a football team Mm -hmm. Now, today's performance with that press conference, there were many, many parts of it that I was disappointed with. And so I, I can't say that I'm 100% optimistic, but I do have 100% hope. There is nobody's going to take that away from me. Nobody will ever take that away from me from my, uh, from my love for the Chicago Bears. And what makes it so easy for me to have that hope is AC. It's Ryan. It's Tyler. 
It's John Buffon. It's everybody else at the Barroom Network and everybody else in the chat room and the thousands of other people who will watch these videos and say, wow, I can relate to what these guys are saying. I can deal with their frustration. I can deal with their love of this team. I can deal with it all. We are a family of Bears fans. And we get together here every night, almost every night, to talk about Bears, to talk about our hopes, to talk about our fears and concerns, to talk about how much we wish Justin Fields gets to all the proper tools he needs to realize his greatness. We get together here and we do it all as great friends and family. And so that gives me great hope. And with that, I will close this episode of the House Hall Purge and tell you all that our coverage will continue. We'll be back tomorrow with the Dan and Oliver Bear Their Souls and then that special Buffon 55 show. In addition to that, we'll have tons of other coverage. And you better believe that if anything special happens with a hire or anything, we're going to be back here and we're going to invite the entire family again and we're going to have a great time talking about it. All right, everybody. Good night. Take care. Right down. Right down.